0: This episode of The Cutting Room is sponsored by Grass Valley's Editus 6 Check out the new Editus 6 at www.grassvalley.com.
1: What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing?
0: Welcome to The Cutting Room. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell, and we're back for the second part of my interview with John Rosenberg. After the interview, Lauren will be back with her next clue for the four-word film review. Remember that we're going to be in New York Edit Fest in June, so if you're planning on going, please make sure to say hi to us. Also, if you want to go, you can go to EditFestNY.com. Now, on with my interview. You talk about how a film editor can change the course of a film. I was wondering if you could elaborate on this idea and maybe share an example from your book.
2: I think The film editor can change the course of a film really because through the selection of shots, the pacing of the film, and through the structuring of the story, you can completely rework a movie. For example, I was doing a comedy a while back where it was actually a pretty amusing comedy, but it was cut like a drama in that the cuts were... It was very smooth when you first looked at it because every shot matched and the continuity was very smooth. It was pretty seamless. Mm-hmm. But when you actually got into it, you realized that it needed to have a kind of peppy pace to it. It had to move along, partially because some of the jokes were stupid. You didn't yeah. want to stay on them. And the ones that worked, that was great, but you want to keep it moving. And also, it creates a kind of energy which fuels the humor. Mm-hmm. So in that way, making trims, maybe intercutting some you know, scenes or some shots. All the all the editors' tricks really helped move it along, mm-hmm. uh, and it made, it made it successful. One of my favorite examples is actually from my first film that I cut, solo, uh, this film called Horse Player with Brad Dourif, mm-hmm. that went to the Sundance Film Festival. And the reason I feel that it went to the Sundance Film Festival is only because of the editing choices um, that were... Uh, basically, the character, who the protagonist, ends up killing this fellow he works for, his boss. Mm-hmm. In the scene, he works in a in a liquor store, and all the sympathy that you had had for the fellow goes out the door. You know, you you like the boss, and the boss had kind of a father. It was kind of a father figure to him. And once he clubs him to death with this figurine, you don't want to continue with the film. You're you're fed up with the guy, so what I did was I went I talked to the director about it, and he agreed that even though it seemed to work in the script, it wasn't working in the dailies, which is often the case. You know, mm-hmm. it is a translation process, and uh, he said, "But what are we going to do about it? We'd already wrapped that set and all." Mm-hmm. And I went back and went through the dailies, found a take where the director's called cut, but the DP didn't hear him. And the camera kept rolling, and you saw the actor, you know, saw Durf break character, and he puts down this figurine. And that was perfect, because you could then cut the scene, so he threatens his, his boss, and it looks like he's going to club him. But then he suddenly realizes that this is you know, what he's doing, and he has a change of heart, and he puts down the figurine. And in that way you actually have more sympathy for him because then the boss, you steal a shot from earlier in the scene where the boss is yelling at him and you have the boss say something. I think he says, you stupid, snotty-nosed punk or something like that to him. And mm-hmm. you put that at the end rather than in the early part where it originally belonged. And then you feel kind of bad for the guy because he you know, he's so tormented that he can't go through with it. And the boss is, you know, has fired him and now... Is making fun of them in a sense so yeah in that way by moving the shots around stealing shots from other places losing shots that shouldn't be there for instance the uh, following that scene he hauls the body out puts it in the trunk of a car uh, mm-hmm. you can't obviously show that anymore yeah uh, but then you, but you've changed the, the the film
0: now you you touched on something yeah when answering that and that's the genre because you talked about the comedy that was cut in sort of a drama style. Why do you feel it's important for young editors to understand genre? And what issues do you see editors coming into when transitioning from one genre to the next?
2: Film is, is highly genre dependent, unlike a novel or a short story or other, certainly other art forms. But film is genre.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you, for instance, you have literary fiction when you in novels, which is much more open-ended. And you also have things like thrillers and you have mysteries and romance novels. You have a, a lot more leeway. With film, that's one of the first questions producers or studio execs will ask, well, what genre is this? Because they want to know how to promote it. And because of that, you really have to understand what genre you're working in because each genre is very different. And the demands it makes on an editor are different. um, A comedy has different conventions than a thriller, for instance. And if the editor isn't familiar with those conventions, you can make some real missteps. And on the other hand, if the editor is familiar with the conventions, he or she can help guide the film Mm -hmm. and see when it's deviating from those. It's not to say that movies have to be formulaic, but they do follow a certain formula. The trick is to disguise the formula, but yeah. you still have to maintain that myth cycle, if you will.
0: Early in the book, you explained the Kuleshov effect. Uh, or his experiments. Do you find that in current editing rooms, there's not enough experimenting being done in film or film editing as a whole?
2: Oh, you mean that like as the r- early Russian filmmakers were so inclined to? Yeah, play they were so the excited
0: to play with this medium.
2: Well, Gordon, it's kind of actually you touched on it uh, very well in, in talking about YouTube and about you know the options that. You know, young editors have now with mm-hmm. the medium. I, I think uh, there is actually is a lot of experimenting going on. Okay. If so you look at some of the YouTube videos, you know, some of these, it's a they've actually created styles of their own. You know, that kind mm-hmm. of quick cutting where you might have somebody, some guy, going on. You know, uh, talking to the camera, mm-hmm. and then you know he says something funny, and then it cuts to something else, or it cuts to him in another position. But the camera hasn't moved,
0: right?
2: Yeah, you're familiar with all that. So, you know, those—that's a kind of experimenting of sort, though. It certainly has its grounding all the way back to the French New Wave and all Mm -hmm. that, which was the joy of the jump cut.
0: I guess it's less institutionalized, I guess now.
2: Less institutionalized. Yeah. Because before
0: it was the universities and the government sort of pushing it. Now it's, I guess, the people
2: yeah 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 in a way it's more power to the people you know <laughs> that you, know, you could just because again you own the means of production mm-hmm. or rather you own the means of post production yeah you, you know you, you it's not like having a movie or a chem you know which costs sixty thousand dollars and weighed a ton, and how are you gonna even move the thing, yeah you know but you've got your laptop. You can go anywhere, and you're connected to the internet. So I think there's a lot of experimenting going on. I think maybe it's not as intellectual or as academically driven as it was, like with the French New Wave, where they they were theorists and they wrote articles. But I mean, look, you have a online magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe it's just shifted. Yeah. You know, I mean, they used theirs used to be. K.A. Do Cinema, and it was a hard copy, right? Yeah. But they were still, they would interview filmmakers, they would talk about filmmaking and all Mm. that. They would come up with these different theories, and then they would experiment. I think there's still a lot of experimentation.
0: Okay. Now, I was going to ask you, your father was a producer in Hollywood. Right. How does this influence your interaction with producers, and do you feel that you can communicate better for their needs and their priorities?
2: (laughs) That's a pretty good question. Well, he was—he was a different kind of producer. Yeah, you know, that Hollywood changed a lot. Mm-hmm. He, that Hollywood was made up of people like Harry Cohn mm-hmm. and Jack Warner and you know and some kind of pretty tough guys. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was a, a very—he um, was one of these producers who really controlled the whole thing. And yeah, I have to say, initially, I think it was a little. To be honest, it was a little bit of an adjustment for me dealing with producers because I thought they were all my father. All right. but you know I had to, and I love my father. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not, sh- and I even worked with him. Yeah. But I, you know, but you don't want to think of the guy you're working with generally as your father. So yeah, I think. It, it took a little bit of an adjustment, particularly one producers who had his kind of way about him. Yeah, and I ended up actually because I saved your, I guess you could say, saved some films. You know, I really turned some films around, got them releases. I was actually asked to produce some films for companies, and I was not expecting that you know to actually ever do producing. But I actually found that I. Yeah, I I think it's in the blood. Yeah.
0: Now, with all the advancement in motion capture, how do you see this altering the job of an editor?
2: Well, in some ways it can alter it a lot because in a sense, I mean, just hypothetically think, considering this, motion capture could give the editor vast choices, choices that the editors have never had specifically in the fact that motion capture you don't have no wide shots close-ups medium mm-hmm. shot, you know you don't have the coverage that you normally would have the editor would have to decide in a sense the editor in some senses becomes more of the director because with motion capture you can just capture one image and then later on in, in post-production or in the editing room decide well that we're going to use This is a close-up, or we're going to use this as a medium shot, or we're going to use this as a wide shot. And then you can manipulate the image to your heart's content. So in that way, motion capture potentially will put even more choices into the editing room, Mm -hmm. where there already are a lot of choices. Certainly, the increased interest in post-production Over the last decade, I think it's come from, you were talking about technology, I think it's come from the technology.
0: One last question that I ask all the editors that I interview, what's your guilty, uh, your favorite guilty pleasure film?
2: Of any film or the one I've... Any any film. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's funny you use that phrase because, a while back Maxim Magazine, you know Mm -hmm. that magazine? Yep. I referred to this film that I cut, I guess in the 90s, uh poison ivy with jamie presley yeah they re- they called it everybody's favorite guilty pleasure yeah so in some ways i guess that uh, would be have to be mine if i think of a different one I'll probably, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay uh, uh may i just add a couple of things yeah uh, yeah of course quickly for you you had asked originally about the format of the book yes um and about the film doctor approach yeah i uh, Also, which maybe is less obvious, I tried to incorporate more like a modern editing style in the Mm -hmm. book. If you notice, that it it has a kind of readability to it because it's chopped up a bit. Yeah. And you can approach it from different angles, right? There's a historic, there's an aesthetic, there's a technical. Yeah. So, whereas, like I was looking at another editing book the other day and it was just pages of text. Yeah. With a few photographs. And I felt like that was kind of more like the, like a forties movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make this one more like something out of the, from the 10s. Right? Well, that's
0: that's why your, uh, your use use of the webpage was really interesting. Um, that focal press sent me, it has your examples in it. And that was really interesting because they said, they sent it to me and they're like, check out the webpage. It basically has all your examples in it that you can actually sort of interact with. And I think that's really fascinating because it's, it's it's almost like once we start switching more and more into the digital books, you could actually incorporate that into it, which will be yeah. really interesting.
2: Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, and like e-books, if you mm-hmm. you'll actually be able to do that with an e-book or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was this was kind of an approach without being able to actually animate it or yeah. actually make make the pages move, but to still try and evoke that same kind of pace and rhythm. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. So thank you very much for letting me interview.
2: Thank you, I, I really appreciate it. So
0: that was my interview with John Rosenberg. And, Lauren, what happened last week? How come you weren't here?
1: I don't know, I wasn't invited.
0: Yeah, you were.
1: <laughs> no, I wasn't.
0: All right, well, <laughs> I guess you get fine then, you weren't invited.
1: What lady was here in my place?
0: Um, okay, well, defense. we have two things. Uh, have you decided which edit fest you're going to, LA or New York?
1: Baby, I'm going to LA.
0: All right, so if you're in LA and you want to actually meet Lauren, she has a fan base uh you can always contact us how can they contact us
1: info at artoftheguillotine.com or um tweet us at art guillotine or facebook facebook.com backslash art guillotine actually just slash well it's i like backslash all right
0: okay so now we've had a, this four word film review for i'd say three episodes now mm-hmm. and no one's gotten it
1: I know I don't understand. I don't feel like it's I that tricky. It the... So someone got really close. Apparently, got
0: really close.
1: So someone's on the right path. They just need to um, rethink it a touch. But I'm gonna give a new clue, and it's uh, and don't be offended. This is still clean. Eat, ship, and die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good one. I think Thanks. someone's gonna get it after that one.
1: Okay. And the other clue was um, the big gill.
0: And then on top of that, uh, the editor of this film no longer edits for this director. Anyways, well, this is going to be a short one because as you're, if you remember from the last episode, we got this interview in so that you could hear about The Healthy Edit, uh, the book written by John Rosenberg. If you're interested in becoming an edit doctor or just in editing in general, it's a book that might be of interest to you. You can um. get it at focalpress.com.
1: On a side note, if you're ever trying to buy books and you can't find them at your local retailer or at your favorite online source, maybe try indigo.ca. I don't know.
0: That's right. Lauren works at 8book. No, I don't. Book. Anyways.
1: That's totally unsolicited. I just oh, okay. think it's a great company.
0: So Lauren, I think we're going to have to wrap up because we have to head to... New York in June right? I'm not going. But I have to prep my interviews and part of that is watching re-watching the films Delightful. And it's a lot of work. So I'm gonna have to jump off here I'd like to thank John Rosenberg for allowing me to interview him. Yeah. I'd like to thank Vocal Press. Yeah I'd like to thank Lauren Burkell my producer. Thank you. As well as the American cinema editors and the Canadian cinema editors.
1: That's nice.
0: I'm Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening.
1: So much gratitude.